0: into the context. Oh, to this. It's Friday the 22nd of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How are you, shane
1: Oh, it's Friday, mate. I'm, I'm exhausted. I've been back to work for one day and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> for, look, mate, it's uh, lots of footy this weekend. We all know it's the Anzac Day Clashes, Essendon Collingwood in the AFL and the, my uh, St. George Dragons versus the Roosters. So, mate, plenty of footy this weekend, so lots to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we've got the boys to talk about it. We're going to have a chat with Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker, also Melbourne comedian Luca Muller, is all over the AFL.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: David Warner, IPL. Um, whoever would write this guy off, you know, look back at what you're saying because it's extraordinary what he's up to.
1: Yeah, he's a, look, he's a very, very good player. Let's, let's, not, um, let's not look past that. And look, he's the second player in IPL history to score 1,000 runs versus a single franchise. Mm. He scored another 69 out for the Delhi Capitals. His new team after being dumped by Tom Moody and his team last year. Um, they beat the Punjab Kings. Uh, it's his, it's his third successive fifty in a row over there. Yep. The thing about David Warner, which I can see why he annoys people, he quoted himself: "Form is temporary, and class is permanent." Now. That's something you have other people say about you. You don't really say it about yourself. But, hey, that's David Warner.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's moved on a bit since um, being a trolley boy at a supermarket, hasn't he? That's for sure. But he is, <laughs> he's scoring some great runs. Well, there is a lot of great footy on the weekend. Some good rugby league tonight, in fact. And up next, it is Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. Okay, it's Friday. That means Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. Well, he's been on a few days this week. He's a very multi-talented man. He's been in Melbourne enjoying their coffee, haven't you, Shad? Oh, mate. Yeah, you know, greatest coffee in Australia, mate. It is, mate. I'm going to write your list and send it to you. But uh, look, what did you think last night the Battle of the Beaches? Uh, the Sharks obviously only scored that one penalty goal in the second half, but they looked like they turned the engines off and knew they'd won the game. Uh, I do like the Sharks. I really do. Man,
2: I was was in awe. A 32-0 at halftime was insane. I know I I ragged on the Sharks at the beginning of the year. I didn't think they were much chop, but they are really quickly making me come around to it. Nico Hines is looking like a good little... Good little fit into that squad at the moment. seems like everyone's playing a lot better since he's turned up. What do we reckon? I'll tell you what I'm very
1: impressed with is with the Talakai, and he's also a, a blue bag too.
0: Yeah, and so is Nico Hines. I, I reckon there's <laughs> you know, there's every chance Nico Hines could be seen in a blue jersey this year. He'd be a perfect 14, wouldn't he? Because you could chuck him in at fullback. You could chuck him at halfback. At a pinch, you'd chuck him in the centre's wing, and he'd even pack down at the back of the scrum because he's big enough. Um, yeah, look, I think he's been outstanding. Great hands, good kicking game. And pretty sensible too. So, uh, yeah, Nico Hines have to be the buy of the season so far, I reckon. Now, what about Caelan uh, Ponga? Look, some of these stories are so damn boring, aren't they? Particularly when you've got a guy like this who's got enormous ability but hasn't quite put it back to back to say that he's reaching his potential. Not to mention it's a bit
2: troubling that um, the story that's out at the moment saying that one of the reasons that – Ponga and and Papa Ponga knocked back the contract was because Wayne said, yeah, if I'm going to pay you this money, you're going to have to lift your game. So he turns around and goes crawling back to the Knights who are like, we'll give you all the money in the world, mate. So Yeah, it's a massive red flag to me. And it's exactly right that uh, someone
1: like Bennett would challenge him and try and get the best out of him. Because as we were saying just yesterday, Tim, he's very inconsistent, but he doesn't want to be challenged. So he's, he's clearly a bit mentally and physically lazy,
2: I think. Yeah, I think it's a burden as well when you're a guy that was 18 in North Queensland that got picked up on a gigantic contract when you'd played what? He played two first-grade games, I think mm. it was, with the Knights game knocking. Um, I, I, I worry. I do worry about that because I also
0: think the way Pong is playing at the moment, I could I could see him missing out on the origin squad as well. Yeah, there were were, were moments, oh yeah, I'd be surprised if that happens. I'll tell you what, I know your stocks are a lot better, but I'd be surprised if they leave him out because that's the kind of environment where you could say he's going to flash and play well. I think it's the week-in, week-out stuff that's... The problem. They were good against the Dragons last week, but they had the opportunities, didn't they? They just sealed the deal and they just didn't do it. And he's the guy that they need to be Johnny on the spot when a game needs to be won. So look, they've spent the money Newcastle. They've had an awfully difficult few years. Um so look, I, I hope they can get it together because a strong Newcastle means a strong rugby league.
2: I don't I think they've made a, I don't think it's gonna work. I know that sounds so bad, but I reckon they might look a little bit embarrassed, Newcastle, when I think Anthony Milford's going to come into that squad and play really well. Yeah. And I think they're going to turn around and go, geez, we're playing this guy basically a veteran minimum. To mm. For our team, and he's looking better than the guy that we've just given 1.2 million to. Hey, Shad, did you hear the the excellent news coming out of the Bulldogs' camp?
1: What, they're actually going to
2: field a side? Of- yeah, they've got 19 players that tested
0: negative to COVID. You beauty, oh, go the doggies, the dogs of COVID. Now, what what <laughs> what about this 175 kilo Aussie freak of nature, oh. Daniel Fa'alele, uh ready to to explode in the uh, NFL? Man, there's a few Aussies floating around for the NFL draft. There's another Aussie that people think might even be
2: picked um, as one of the punters to go early in the oh. um, draft, which we haven't seen in quite some time. But um, Big Fire man, trying to follow the footsteps of um, my later. Like, it, this is huge. He could actually get drafted in the second round. And the reason I'm so excited about this guy is my Dallas Cowboys – Will be on the clock from next Thursday, looking for a, a an offensive tackle, which is exactly his position. The, the, the minimum that these guys will make when the draft happens next week six hundred thousand dollar contract straight away. Um, it's funny, like so. Daniel Fayalele, he
1: was at twelve years old. He was one hundred and eighty centimeters tall, hundred kilos. He's now six foot nine. Timmy, listen to this. He's lost 20 kegs as well. He was 193. He's now down to 179. Mm. That is huge. And they reckon he's a number one in terms of one out of 10 in strength. He hasn't done any strength training yet. So he's going to be a unit.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of human. Um,
0: And there's a few few other Aussies kicking about the NFL draft.
2: Yeah, there's a few floating around. Like I said, we've got a couple of punters floating in there as well. But... (laughs) One of the things with Aussies in the draft, right, is we're always um, banked up as, uh, as you know, the, we're always going to be the kickers. It's always going to be guys that have left probably the waffle or, or the VFL that have gone over to college football. Just keep an eye out in those tackle spots. There's a few Islanders in there that have got ties to uh, being here in Australia. We're starting to send big boppers over Ooh. to the NFL. <laughs> yeah,
0: the big boppers. Well, jo- Jordan Jordan Maialata, of course, uh now, he was a, a Bulldogs junior, wasn't he? And um, he's he's gone over there and done great things or, or done very good things. Uh, what, what do you think of this game tonight? Um, can the Bulldogs possibly pull it together after a very difficult week? They were known, obviously, as the dogs of war. When their backs were to the wall, they'd come out and do things. But that was when they had a very talented football team mm. and not, not a few of them coughing and spluttering. But look, at the end of the day, there's only four of them that have got COVID. It's not like... You know what I mean? A lot lots been made of this. This has happened to all the teams.
2: Yeah, I think, but I think the Bulldogs just aren't quite there at the moment. I think the Broncos are really itching after having probably two really tough um, outings like last time against the Panthers, mm. the week before, only just uh, managing to slip it up against the Roosters. I feel mm. like, you know, the, 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 we're always talking about the Bulldogs, but we've got Tamari Martin playing for the Broncos. First game yeah. back since the brain bleed. Yeah. We thought it finished his career. So, I mean, I think the Broncos will actually – I'm going 24-10 Broncos this weekend. That's been my hot tip this week. Um, and I'm going a Tamari Martin first try scorer. I love a fairy tale. Uh,
1: look, oh, yeah, it's a good call. I think the Broncos will beat them. I, I, I agree, Shad, that they've had a couple of tough games and I think they'll come out and, and absolutely dominate the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, it'll be pretty yeah, full hope- at Suncorp too. It'll be pretty full. I hope for his sake uh, that Tamari Martin comes back and – Uh, has no dramas going forward. I still remember when he hit the scene as a a young kid, very talented player uh, out there at Penrith and went to North Queensland. So we wish him all the very best. And if he can fire, he'll be fantastic in that uh, that Brisbane side. And, look, I'm with you. I think they'll win. And I'm very much looking forward to Monday with the Roosters-Dragons. There's one more game you've got to uh, watch out for this weekend, guys,
2: and it's because it has to do with my bold predictions for the NRL this season. Mm -hmm. We are in week seven. The Storm play the Warriors on Monday, mm-hmm. and if the Warriors win, they will be in the top eight by the uh, end of week eight, which was wow. one of my predictions at the beginning of the year. Well, i tell you one prediction that wasn't in there, mate. So Monday is
1: Anzac Day. I reckon the Bulldogs are, are going to be out at the end of the season after their loss to the Broncos. They'll have Mad Monday on Anzac Day on Monday. There you go. <laughs> end of season for them. And everyone will get
0: COVID. They won't have yeah, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Appearances in court Tuesday. Yeah, no, and I think, I think Monday will be fantastic. It always is at the SCG uh, Dragons. Uh, a good win last week, the Roosters three in a row, and all the, all the, uh, the ceremony that goes around it, it's become quite an event. So uh, a big weekend of Rugby League. We'll do it all again next week, Shad. Two easy legends. Enjoy the weekend. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Friday. That means Melbourne comedian Luca Muller is here with all the latest in the AFL plus some other bibs and bobs. How are you Luca? Yeah, good mate, good. How are you? Good buddy. Good the, the big story for me. Um uh, apart from of course it being the Anzac Day weekend and that will be fantastic as it always is and after covid it'll be an exceptional day mm. on Monday in Melbourne, but Toby Green comes back tonight for <laughs> GWS. What will he be like? How will it go? Everyone's saying it can't be the Toby show.
3: <laughs> I reckon it's going to be huge. I think GWS has struggled so far this year and they need someone to lift him and Toby's going to do it. He's going to put his foot in the chest of the game and get it going, you know. <laughs> well, I think having him come back while this umpire descent rule stuff is happening is such good. It's like someone wrote it, you know. It's yes. a perfect storyline. It's great. Well, tear around this descent rule. Now, I, I look, I've got
1: three kids, 13, 11, and 7. The only place yep. the descent rule should work is with your, your young kids, right? If they weigh their <laughs> arms at you, I should be able to send them 50 metres away
3: from me with with nothing said. <laughs> Yeah, don't question my yeah, decision. No lollipops in the of supermarket. Face. Off you go.
0: If you get that to work, I reckon you'll make a lot of money around the
3: world. Sean. It doesn't work in the footy field. Yeah, you need to carry a whistle with you. I reckon. I've awesome. tried that.
0: Oh, that's, that's, uh, yeah. oh, there's so many things yeah. we could say. But what, what do you think? What do you think of this rule? You're right. Um, Toby Green's just as likely to be suspended for another six weeks after tonight's game. But um, are they going a little over the top? Luca?
3: Yeah, it definitely feels over the top to me. Obviously, all the talk is about the arms out. That was mm. the thing over the last couple of weeks. Mm. And if the players put the arms out, it's automatic 50. And people were a bit sus on it. But then Brad Scott, the head of operations at the AFL, came out this weekend and said it. He said, yep, arms out is 50. We're backing ourselves. We're standing by it. I just can't wait. That first quarter, this this round, this t- tonight, Friday night, is going to be so exciting because someone's going to do it. It happens constantly in footy. And are they going to pay it? How much are they going to let go? It's um, Yeah. Yeah, it's over the top for me, but I don't know. We'll see how it unfolds. Do you
1: reckon I'll ever bring in um, the arms out rule to Riverdance, to Michael Flatley? Um, <laughs> 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 might be tough for him.
0: I'll tell you what, he's broken some toes, hasn't he? Um, look, I, I, do, I really do like what's happening in the modern game in and around transparency with young people. Um, uh, for so long, it was just thought, oh, no, come on, I go the stiff upper lip soldier on if you've got problems you know deal with it uh while you're where you're going about your business but look i don't think that's ever been proven to be successful and the whole Lockie hunter story of him coming out and taking leave to try and sort some things out and come back we're seeing it with dustin martin of course who's grieving the loss of his father um and they're not putting a timeline on it either and i think it's a lot more compassionate sensible decent way of dealing with issues.
3: Yeah, it's good. And it's been good to see this week. Um, there's whispers of Dusty coming back maybe this weekend, but if not sort of in the next couple and mm. just seeing it, seeing like Jack Rewalt talk about it on 316 uh, 360 and all that stuff. Mm. It's an actually good, like open sort of mental health conversation and it's nice. And it's the same with Lockie Hunter. It's a bit, obviously there's a few rumors swirling around. You never want to speculate with this sort of stuff, but what we know is that the Bulldogs suggested that he take leave and he mm. was okay with that suggestion. And so that's, Good as well. They're looking out for him. He probably maybe didn't want to take the leave, but they said, "Mate, you need it. You need to go and sort it out. Have a rest." And it's good that the club is, you know, stepping in a situation like that.
1: Look, what, what's your take on Luke Beveridge? So, just looking and sort of reading his body language, I reckon he's learning how to handle this on the fly as well. And as you would as a coach, I just you know, round one he couldn't. He was named in the team, and he wasn't named in the team. Yeah. And now he sort of you can see he's he's trying to feel away and do all the right things and be compassionate like like Tim just said and being being open but he wants he obviously wants this guy as a key midfielder on, on the park as well.
3: Yeah 100% it'd be tough as a coach because he's a yeah. huge part of their team and he's one of their best players but you've got to handle it and for you know just from a team success point of view if you want it to be long term this guy needs to get right and be good yeah, okay good later and it's interesting seeing Bevo especially because he was obviously an ex-player and stuff and he's very much of that different generation yeah. it's cool and interesting to see him sort of learn it as it all happens and yeah Yeah. try to deal with it on the fly like you say
0: yeah absolutely now there's some huge games this week and uh what do you think of uh port versus eagles huge for port in the sense of that you know they are struggling
3: yeah, they're struggling. They, every week they keep proving that their little theme song is a lie. It turns out you can tear them apart. Anyone <laughs> can tear them apart. <laughs> it's happening every single weekend. <laughs> they came, but they yeah. almost got there yeah. against Carlton and stuff. But yeah, they're playing West Coast too. Like we've said on the pod before, they're severely COVID affected, but it's giving this freedom to play and try out all the young players and just, you know, mess around with tactics a bit, throw the magnets around. And yeah, I don't know. It's Port need to win. They're playing at home against West Coast. If they lose, like, the door's already half open for Ken Inkley, but that'll be it, surely.
1: That's a good point, Luca. I reckon they should change uh, In Excess songs from Never Tear Us Apart to By My Side, the NRMA Breakdown ad. Because you know? <laughs> that's what poor, They need roadside assistance. Well, the, sure. the, the,
0: you know, they, and I agree with Luca here. They've got to win this. I mean, West Coast, they have been... Uh, struggling along. They've been trying. They've only had the one win, but you know that that's even um, pretty good when you consider what's gone on there. Now, Fremantle, their their fellow West Australian team, they've defied all the odds. They are flying along. Mm. Uh, that's going to be a cracker against Carlton. Dees, Tigers, and of course... Essendon Collingwood on Monday we're going to get a capacity MCG crowd
3: yeah it's massive it's so good every year it's good and to have it this year with you know it'll probably be close pushing maybe 90,000 something like that mm. can't wait to see it the spirit of that game no matter where sort of uh, the two teams are on the ladder or in their journey or their rebuild or whatever that game's always a ripper and this year I mean it's shaping up as well Collingwood have outperformed a lot of expectations they're looking better than what people thought they would and Bombers sort of aren't doing as well as people thought they would they both have a lot to prove It's going to be absolute banger
1: I hope you're right I I just Essendon supporters will hate me saying this but I struggle to watch Essendon play the Bombers they Imagine being a supporter.
3: They are so frustrating. Yeah, it's tough this year. And I mean, I've been through it as a Melbourne fan where you think you're yeah, about to do yeah. it and have the season that pushes you over the line and then you just fall completely off. We had that in 2019 and 20. So feels like that's what they're going through at the moment. But if they can get this win on the big stage, that could set their season right. Absolutely. All right, yep.
0: Luca. Well, uh, I can't wait for all the footy, both the league and the AFL this weekend. And um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what we discuss next week after uh, a big weekend of AFL. Talk to you then. Beauty. Thanks, boys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Shad, Wicker and to Luca Muller and our sponsor Shana. Yeah, fantastic sponsor, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And our great producer, Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your Daily Dose of Sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin
1: brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe
2: or follow on your favourite podcast app, What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.